Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, wrong information, and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Lilo DiCaprio should play the villa Michael B. Jordan to be Mrs. Star Earl Jake Jilly lose the smoke position We about to talk about Bushy Pictures Lilo DiCaprio should play the villa Michael B. Jordan to be Mrs. Star Earl Jake Jilly lose the smoke position We about to talk about Bushy Pictures Welcome to the show Your favorite actor My favorite actor our, Our favorite, favorite actor, actor. Le- 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 Leo B. Gyllenhaal. All right, you know what this is. This is another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, whatchamacallit, the podcast where we're supposed to be talking about movies, but get off subject and get to talking about something else, but you can almost guarantee that we might maybe mention the individuals who make up the name of this here, John. You already know what it is. This is your boy, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Young Denzel, a.k.a. O'Shea Bretz in the third, a.k.a. Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens. A.K.A. Robert Baumain Jr. A.K.A. Peter Party Starter. A.K.A. Uh. <laughs> Nate Yawine. A.K.A. Belly Rowland. A.K.A. Ben Nathlessberger. Nantonio Brown. Navion Bell. Nene Smith-Schuster. Uh-huh. Uh, who else that is? Nay J. Watt. Uh, <laughs> who else I is It's Joaquin Pennysworth, aka K Pennysworth, aka Pusha K, aka Kayanya Van Zant, Kai Dollar Sign Knife Guy. I'm the booking agent K, Young Black Philip Kayanya Taylor Joy, Fossil Man, the Fitbit Messiah, Terry Hightower. Chevy K, Chorus Kojo, Chadwick Flossman, Cool Breeze, Thug, Apatow, Kingpin, The Hibachi Chef, Neon Ember, Sweet, Sweet, huh? sweet Lady, Would You Be My Sweet Love For A Lifetime? I'll be there when you need me, just call and Receive me oh, yeah. We're just gonna veer away from whatever that uh <sighs> the words you put together at the end was. Ain't nobody put together words, that's a name. <laughs> but anywho Franklin <laughs> Huh <laughs> I almost can't say turtle <laughs> to that because the way Franklin was said. Shell uh, gas station, <laughs> changing it up, changing it up like I do. Clothes. Gatorade. What? You get Gatorade from the gas station? <laughs> I really right. yeah, said gas, and I would have replied with fart, and then <laughs> I don't know what you would have said after that. Maybe I would have stumped you. <laughs> nah, because you would have thought I said gas, but I'm a, such a bar extraordinaire. I do what they don't think I'm gonna do. Don't know. Don't know. I literally don't know. <laughs> uh, I got bars today, y'all. Sorry. Nah. Uh, this is the worst bars I ever heard. Uh, you Shingy. S- <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> well, Romeo. Romeo. Ooh, Romeo. Where art thou? 
There's, nah, a, there's, another, <laughs> there's another video that was from six years ago in Romeo that I think we need to watch because just based off the That's screen grab and him with a bunch of ladies behind him and he has no shirt on, looking like he's barring something to death. Uh, that's not the atmosphere where you're supposed to lay out the bars, but this oh, is Romeo. Man. That's three for three for garbage and shirtless, so <laughs> I don't wonder what he was going through back then. Oh, man. you seen the uh, new movies since the last episode. I did not go to the theater. I watched on regular television, Observe and Report, starring Seth Rogen. Dang, I ain't seen that in a while. I forgot how funny and good that movie was and the portion of when him and Michael Pena went crazy, how crazy they went. Wasn't that like Seth Rogen's first quote-unquote bomb? I believe so. Yeah, that movie was real funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, the part where... They uh, was beating those kids up with their skateboards. (laughs) That whole scene was crazy. But yeah, that's a great movie. I have it on Blu-ray. Just never haven't revisited in forever. And then watched Downsizing, as well as I watched I Tanya. Okay, so uh, I didn't get to Downsizing yet. But what'd you think of? Or first, uh, what'd you think about Downsizing before we we can talk about I Tanya? The beginning of downsizing was entertaining. You got to see all about the downsizing program and then follow Matt Damon and Kristen Wiig's journey. But then Kristen Wiig does something funny, never seen again in the movie, and it goes downhill as far as entertainment. Uh, I heard that when they uh, when they get all small, it's just like a regular movie because you can't tell that they're small anymore. Yeah, it's like that for a very long time mm. and had me question... Is this a small? At the it, there's a part where they're flying on an airplane. I was like, they on a regular sized airplane? Is this a small airplane? <laughs> and then I was because if it was a small airplane, I'd be very weird. But then I was told it was just a small section of a big airplane. Mm. But then um, in the I forget what the place is called, but where they're small, Matt Damon gets a new love interest. And I don't think I, in my life, I have heard a more Asian voice <laughs> in my, this was unbelievable. It, it was so cartoonish, it made it out of place in the movie. I kept looking, like, is this a joke? It sounds like voiceover. It is nuts. Is this, Trisha talking now with Asian? That's who it's like. Okay. This this voice is crazy. I ain't want to sound insensitive because we all know how much I care about not sounding insensitive. <laughs> but then it's just not as entertaining and it makes you care less about what's going on because there ain't really like no point to the movie no more. I, I prefer just seeing the journey to them getting small, having to get their head shaved and all this <laughs> stuff. But other than that, it's on the lower end as far as ratings of the movies I've seen this year. All right, maybe we'll see that your uh, your top ten worst movies of 2017. <laughs> and then, then watched I Tanya. Now, in the last episode which I listened to, we were going on and on about how this movie can't be funny. Yep, <laughs> I stand corrected because that movie was funny. <laughs> That movie was very funny. It was over the top. I was watching it, and I was like, if I was a... What's her girl name who got her uh, knees buckled? Nancy Kerrigan? Yeah, Nancy Kerrigan. If I was her and her family, I would be a little disrespected by this movie, Uh how they portrayed that whole situation. They made several jokes. They were joking. They even... That little part where they like did a little joke thing about... um, 
uh, Tanya bashing in her knees <laughs> they herself. Turn blood on her face. I was like, oh, this movie has some tonal, <laughs> some different tones in it, and it was that was fine with me. But I was just like, I can see. I'm surprised more people aren't mad. They made light on it, big time. Besides it being funny, what else did you think about it? Well, Allison Janney set the tone as far as the funny win. Very beginning, uh, she kicked the chair from under. Uh, young Tanya Harding, that had me dying. She beat her with a brush. Dang, she threw a knife at her. And then, yeah, she was walking around uh, with a bird on her shoulder like she was a pirate. And I was like, that can't have, that could, that's just for the movie. Then it shot the end. Her mom really had a bird on her shoulder. Allison Jenny was at the Golden Globes last night wearing the bird on uh, her shoulder. <laughs> There was a small portion of the movie where it was weird because Margot Robbie was playing a 15-year-old version. That of was disturbing. I was like, was, you looked the, she looked exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, was that supposed to be believable? He had her playing a 15-year-old. That's not How old was Sebastian Stan? I think he was a few years older, but he was still playing somebody young. <laughs> he might have been playing like 17 or 18. That was... That was odd. <laughs> Y'all couldn't have got somebody uh, uh, And then, yeah, Allison Janning was stabbing her up. Dude, that... She, the way she threw that knife it was crazy. <laughs> Sebastian Winter Soldier Stan was tagging her face in. <laughs> so she she was abused. Even though they had her fighting back a lot yeah, and pulling was, desis and stuff yeah, out. They was both crazy. Yeah. Well, that was a good movie. I like seeing it. Another one of those true story movies where the life of the person is so crazy that it makes a comedy sort of like disaster <laughs> artist. So, yeah, that was a good movie. Interesting scene. The Nancy Kerrigan part of the movie. And then <laughs> they even made that joke <laughs> about when she was like, uh, Nancy Kerrigan complaining about uh, her getting hit once. <laughs> I get hit all the time. <laughs> I think she makes a good point. <laughs> got that knee bashed in one time. That was a quick one. They hit it and then dipped off. That reminds me of in You Got Served when they took out Marcus Houston's knees. They beat, they jumped him. <laughs> and he couldn't dance anymore. He had to Dang. work back to dance. Hey, <laughs> so he could turn his hat crazy and make it all crooked. They need to do a movie based on Marcus Houston's character with a new person playing it as if it's a true story. Uh huh. And it ends again with the dance off. Uh huh. With the white boys who used to dance for like NSYNC and <laughs> all the other pop artists back in the day. <laughs> Wade. What's his name? Wade Wilson? That's what it. <laughs> His name was Wade Wilson. Uh, Time to do some research. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought I Tanya was a. I thought it was a really good movie as well. Um, I was also disturbed by, like I said, the fifteen-year-old Margot or Margot Robbie playing a fifteen-year-old. That's pretty weird. Um, Allison Janney, she killed it. She definitely deserved her um, her Golden Globe uh, win last night, and she definitely deserves to be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, directed this movie. Oh my god! This movie had an all-star cast. Yeah, B2K, uh-huh. IMX, uh, Lil Kim, Steve Harvey, uh-huh. Megan Good, Good, Robert Hoffman, Jennifer Freeman, uh, Lil Kim. Did I say Lil Kim already? Yeah, you got Amari Grandberry, Jarrell Houston. That's J Bug. Wait, Jay- no, that's that's. I'm sorry, that's um. No, that's J Bug. Oh, okay. Demario Thornton. Oh yeah, because him and Marcus Houston are actually yeah. brothers. So I don't know why uh, Mario felt like he wanted to. Yeah, were they like blood brothers or something? <laughs> Drew Frederick. 
Who's that? Uh, Fizzle. Oh yeah, duh. My bad. My bad. Air Fizzle. I mean, this movie was edited you. by Earl Watson. But I hope it's not the <laughs> ball player. Because <laughs> if he sat there, took his time to win. This movie cost eight million dollars. That's a lot. <laughs> That's too and much. Forty-eight million. Where is you guys served too? Did they make one? <laughs> did they? If I think they did. I yeah, don't know. They did. This yeah. came out. Uh, hold on. After I, what was I trying to figure out? Oh, Wade. Yeah. Oh, Wade. Robinson? Ray, Wade Rob. What is it? Where is it? Wade Robson. Uh, okay. And he played him. Wasn't he the villain? Mm hmm. And he played himself as a villain. His name was Wade in the movie? I, yeah. And his boy was another guy I've seen in TV shows recently. There's a dude that was on. A, he used to be on a Wild and Out with one of the friends. <laughs> All right, now let me look at this uh, sequel, which came out about seven years ago. Yikes. You Got Served came out in what, 2003? 2004. Oh, my. And I, and I vividly remember me sitting in the theater watching that. Uh-huh. That was You Got Served. Years ago. Beat the World came out in 2011. This had. Seven years it took y'all to make a sequel. Nobody wanted it. This movie had Tyrone Brown. Don't know who that is. Nikki Grant. Whoever that is. Lil C. Don't know who that is. Michelle Morgan. Who? And Ali Kazmi. All right, so they had nobody in it. Who is Lil C? Lil C is an American dancer, choreographer, best known for So You Think You Can Dance and Crumping. Oh, so they couldn't get, um, what's his name? Who was he in? didn't get, not y'all could have got J-Bug. J-Bug would have did it. Yeah, he Even probably, though he thought he was too big to do the Ray yeah. 2K. Smoking. Right. Ray J was doing y'all a favor. Brett. Whoa, that's over the head because Favre looked like it spells favor. Uh, anywho, Franklin. <sighs> Turtle. Shell. Taco. Mexican. Antonio Banderas. Puss and boots. Lugs. Birdman. Cash money. Records. <laughs> Finals, CDs, huh? <laughs> yeah, jump cassettes. Hey. Cassette. Nah, I got too many bars for that. You ain't got none. But um, back to I Tanya. I thought the whole, if that's a true story about how it actually happened, where it was basically the bodyguards' fault that the whole thing happened, oh, yeah. and those two idiots who actually yeah, banged her knee up. If that is the true story, that is ridiculous. It really is. And it's weird. It was like, after the incident happened, it, it didn't seem like, oh, girl, was going to be in much trouble. Or the situation just didn't seem that serious. Yeah. She was even joking about it on the way to the airport, uh-huh. which was true. <laughs> but then after uh, she was, her skate went tie, or she, she basically messed, I don't know, I can't remember exactly what happened, but that, that scene where she skated after that, that's when it got all crazy, and she got the biggest punishment of them all. Uh-huh. When she really, I mean, she knew about what was going to be the threatening letters, but she didn't know about the old knee beating in, so yeah. that was interesting. Banned. I, I like the whole documentary-style break-the-fourth-wall part of the yeah, storytelling. The I think that made it more interesting than just, just tell it straightforward. I like when they would say that this stuff, the crazy stuff, they always said that this really happened. 
Right, because it, it made sense because it was only one person's side of the story. Yeah. So that was good. Uh, what else do we have here? There's a part where a sheriff tells Tanya that they can't protect her from a death threat because the venue she is skating is too big. Um, never heard anything like that before. That sound wild. That must be back in the day or something. Yeah, that yeah, was happened now. That was cheap. Uh, what else? I thought this. There was more. Yeah, I don't know why I thought the whole incident with her getting beat was more dramatic. I thought it was more than just one, one swing. I thought that it was constantly bashing at her. Showed you how much I paid attention. Uh, do 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 and yeah, like I said, thought it was well acted, interesting movie. The tone, I was cool with it, but made me feel weird for other people. So I can, I'm surprised it's not a more decisive movie. But anywho, I also watched another movie from 2018, going backwards. Watch the layover, starring my I girl. Got about that movie me too. Starring my girl Alexandra <laughs> Daddario and, uh, and Kate Upton. That is not a film. And man. Yeah. <laughs> One man, two notable. <laughs> this movie screams trash. Was it awful? No. But that's because it was so bland. <laughs> Everything they did, they did it in the blandest way possible. The story, like even the hijinks they would get into was so bland. You're like, oh, this is it. Okay. Michael Jackson. <laughs> and of course, if you if you, if you <laughs> oh man, you're not giving me a challenge today. I thought I was coming with good bars, but you just come with trash, man. Dumpster fires. Oh my gosh! So when you when you read about the plot for the movie, you can guess one or two things is going to happen. Either the guy they're going after is going to be a jerk, or they're gonna like confess to him that they both into him. They ask him to choose, and then it ends up being neither one of them want him. You can go with the first. He was a jerk. He was getting married. He just lied. He technically didn't lie to him. He said he was on his way to a wedding. They never asked whose wedding it was. It was his wedding. So after he has relations with both ladies, that's when they find out, and then they get mad. They they go to the the wedding to try to get back at him. They don't. On the humor level, I giggled a few times. <laughs> the acting started There's construction out. going on in this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> the acting started out bad from Kate Upton and Alexandria Daddario, but it got a little better. I won't say it raised much. And I only reason I say Alexandria Daddario was acting awful is because her character she was playing was too like an uppity goody two shoes and she that's too much range for her right now <laughs> so i don't ever want to see her act like that again kate upton was supposed to be the funny one because she was like the loose uh you know carefree girl who's trying to sell like um illegal med or illegal makeup to her, you know the, her boss and stuff like that it was stupid what is illegal makeup <laughs> stuff that comes from like north korea some face cream one of the two North Korean face cream. One of the two leads should have been replaced with a actual familiar funny person who is familiar with comedy. <laughs> not these two ladies who not that familiar with leading the com uh, comedy movie. The, the movie just felt uninspired. That's why it felt so bland. And it just it really needed a funnier person to be the lead. Maybe even a better, funnier male because even his character wasn't funny. 
But maybe him just being there would have been funny. I don't know. <laughs> and it all just came out as a bland, forgettable movie. And that's that. Next up, I watched Lady Bird. This movie really did have no plot, like you're uh-huh. saying. It was really just a coming-of-age story for this weird girl named Lady Bird, who she does not give the reason why that's her name, and that was she bothering me. Like Just just a little. Just a, just a one line would help me. The leprechaun, Sorshi, Shershi, whatever her name, Ronan, she did a solid job, as did Lori Metcalf or whatever. There was funny moments. But I, oh, then at the end of it, I just do not see the big hubbub about this movie. Why people love it so much. Why it had a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for a little bit. It's an enjoyable story, and I like the complicatedness like with the growth of this person. Even though the ending got me. Like when she started, she went to school, started drinking, got a, I guess, poison, or alcohol poisoning, walked into the church, and that gave her like some clarity to call her mom, and along with the letters that she wrote her. But even after she wrote the letters, she still went. There's just some stuff about it I don't get. <laughs> but I, I mean, I like the, I like the story, seeing how it's like kind of based off the director's life, some sort. So that's interesting. And. Yeah, that's it. I don't see the big hubbub, but good movie with good acting, so well, it's fine with me. Next, I went to the theater and watched Insidious The Last Key. It was freezing cold in this theater, <laughs> and my back was hurting, so it was really hard for me to focus on this movie, but I did not fall asleep. Probably because I had too much other things going on behind me. My toes was getting numb, as was my pants. guess you can't wear like something like a... Uh, what am I trying to... Some, uh, I don't know. I guess you got to wear jeans in a cold theater, which I was not wearing. <laughs> I don't like that the movie didn't start with its terrifying score that the other ones opened up with, with that little significant terrifying sound that's become uh, custom with the Insidious movies. It didn't have that, and that was very weird. There's a violent dresser kill, just for anybody to look out for. Um... Specs and Tucker, which is played by Lee Wannell, and I always forget the other guy's name. They were funny once again in this movie. Of course, you know, Lee Wannell is going to, since he wrote the movie, he's going to give himself the funny stuff to say. <laughs> I get why the movie is called The Last Key, but it is so subtle, the reason. Like, it comes up at the beginning, and it, it really doesn't ever make an uh, entrance later in the movie. So I thought they could have came with a better title. And this movie seemed less enthusiastic and eager to scare this time around. It was just like they were like came at it half-hearted sometimes. Like I believe the both the first two Insidious movies, the climactic like third act, those were fun. A lot was happening, but these last two they've been very scaled back and subtle. And it's almost like when you get there, you're like, oh, this is the end of the movie. Compared to the first two, this is not what I was expecting. So it kind of leaves you wanting more. Uh, Lee Wannell did a solid job writing and uh, no, he didn't direct this one. He did a solid job writing it, but there are pieces of the story that need improvement. I like how they wrapped up Elise's character because I'm assuming this is going to be the last one, even though this one made much more money than they expected. So I can see them going off in a different route with different characters. But I like how they came. They came to a nice little sentimental wrap up of her character, and I thought that was good. So with it being a nice emotional send off for the franchise, I assume this isn't this is probably my least favorite of the Insidious movies, but I still found some things to enjoy with it. It was still a solid horror movie. Had a little freaky looking villain. They could have just 
brushed up some plot points better and actually try to scare you more. What else? All right, then I went on a Blu-ray marathon because when you're sitting at home with a what feels like a spinal injury, can't really do much but sit at home and watch movies. So I watched Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. That's a fun action movie. One of Tom Cruise's better movies of recent, even though this came out like 2011. So it put the Mission Impossible series back on an entertaining front. It made me actually eager to watch more of them. They have a cool sandstorm chase that takes place on foot and on car. That's cool. Some good action. He was scaling the tallest building in the world. So that was a cool scene, especially when he actually did his own stunts. So that was a fun movie to watch. Next, I watched an, uh, on Blu-ray another film by the name of The To-Do List with Aubrey Plaza. That's a funny movie that Donald Glover makes has a little role in there. Andy Samberg, Bill Hader. Uh, what is her name? Aaliyah Shawkat or is it Alia? Aaliyah? Alia? Alia. Yeah, she was in there. Johnny Simmons. Uh, Christopher Mintz Plaza. So I had a nice... Nice cast it. Everybody was funny. It was funny from top to bottom. So I still enjoy that movie to this day. Continuing, watched American Sniper. That's a great movie with Bradley Cooper. He did a great acting job. It was directed by Clint Eastwood, even though Clint Eastwood was probably 160 at the time that he directed <laughs> this movie. So I'm pretty sure he wasn't doing much directing. And I need to see it to believe it. <laughs> but it looked nice. It was a like a emotional tension war movie. Like, it even opens up with him contemplating having to kill this kid who's running with, like, a bomb in his hand just to get you off on, like, to start you out with how what you expected from this movie. And it didn't veer away from that at all. It's just, you know, every time he would come home from tour, it was a struggle. He really just wanted to go back, and he was definitely dealing with some PTSD. And with this being based on a true story of a guy who had like 160 kills over on, on when he was in war, which is like a record or something. And the fact that that guy died like February 2013, this movie came out in 2014. So I want to know. Were they Always be happening. Were they prepping that movie before he died uh, or right after make, he died? Make these movies before they die. Like as soon as Hugh Hefner died, Jared Leto playing. Uh, <laughs> why did y'all do this before he died? Because so I can see it. Yeah, that would have been. But I think the fact that you, I don't. Not everybody know he died, but the ending showing him go out with the creepy dude that end up killing him really gives the movie an emotional jolt and showing the whole big old funeral he had with all those Trump lovers at the end, which I'm assuming they all probably voted for Trump. He probably <laughs> would have voted for Trump too. But I think I think that added to the movie's greatness, and it was just a great movie. I was surprised how much I liked it. All the times I saw it in the theater. Next. We got a classic. We've spoken on this movie before because somebody who frequently comes on the show loves this movie. This film is Gone Girl. <laughs> the film will never get me like it did the first time I watched it because the first time I watched it, I was in awe. But it was it's still a great movie, great acting. This was Ben Affleck when he was prepping to do uh, Batman. You can tell he was gaining on the LBs. <laughs> I forgot about that. And then, uh, then it was backfiring because he's yeah. looking at like- <laughs> yes, that's what happens when you work hard to get that, get all strong and whatnot, and then you don't try as much. Chris Pratt, I'm looking at you. Oh, uh, Chris. But Gone Girl, well, that's a classic movie. Rosamund Pike puts on a great performance as a psychopath of ages. Who else? Uh, Neil Patrick Harris in a rare movie role. He did a good job. Uh, who else? I mean, it's just a well acted. The story is great. Who was Neil Patrick Harris? Oh, yeah. 
Neil Patrick Harris was in Downsizing. Was he? Uh-huh. Well, oh, speak of the devil. I guess he, he does movies every... I think that was Downsizing. Every three years. So what is that? Uh, yep, because he was the dude presenting the... This was the... I cannot remember what that Downsizing place was called, but he was the one presenting that. All right, so that's uh, Harold Kumar movies, Gone Girl, <laughs> and Downsizing. That is weird. You don't do mo- not in a lot of movies. Yeah, you can't blame uh, how, to, uh, how I Met Your Mother anymore. Shout out to... Uh, what's his name? Josh Ratner. Did he do some fondling? Nah, like a, the dude that started. Like Brett. What is his name from uh, how to, the main guy? Yeah, I have no clue. Some dude like with Josh black hair, Ryan, but he got a new TV show. Where is it? Very till I could picture him playing this role exactly, where he plays like a teacher that he looks like the, a teacher that changes the. I believe he is <laughs> that changes the whole uh, neighborhood uh, school in the inner city. I don't get canceled. It looks like this was made already. I was looking at this. What is this? They was like, we either gonna remake a show, and it's give called it the like same Rice day. or something like that. This sounds emotional. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Gone Girl, great movie, great story. How they build up with the whole clues and the game for the first hour, and then once they have the big reveal that up, oh, she's actually still alive. And then watching her try to survive and have her little ups and downs, and see how she just like, all right, they changed this plan. Now I got to do this. All why you know her husband that she tried to frame for murder because she's real petty is over there trying to dodge bullets with Tyler Perry. It's just great to watch, and I still love that movie. Tyler Perry's good movie. Mm-hmm. Movies he don't direct, he does good in. And mind you, I, a couple weeks ago I was flipping channels. What did I see? Alex Cross. It was the end of the movie. It was uh, terrible. Seeing seeing Tyler Perry shoot a gun <laughs> is not believable, yeah. and it does not look cool. That's. That's one of the bigger problems. He ain't got the cool <laughs> yeah, look he does not have the nor cool like sound. I don't ever want to see him. He doesn't give me the vibe of somebody who even have that style of hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go with the grain. You can't just put a wig on it. It looked so fake. That's why you don't see The Rock with hair in movies no more. <laughs> Thank goodness. Because that last one when he had it too fair or whatever, his hairline was betraying him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a star. I don't need no head of hair. Uh, the, I saw Vin Diesel, I believe, was about to star in another movie. A uh, blood, Bloodshot uh-huh. or whatever that comic book movie is. That they First, Jared Leto was supposed to do it. Now it's looking like Vin Diesel's supposed to do it. That's a very weird... <laughs> yeah, y- y'all clearly don't have a person in mind. <laughs> just want a y'all name. Ain't got a style. <laughs> y'all just want a name, which makes me think this movie's going to be whack. <laughs> it's like, uh, Jared Leto's get like Vin Diesel or somebody. Like, oh, Lord, Jesus. And they're like, oh, we can't get Vin Diesel. Let's get Tom Holland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Tom Holland and Zendaya were dating. Oh, dang. <laughs> guess uh, so. She, he's still looking real short with her. <laughs> like you, you gotta wear flats all the time when you're <laughs> around day. me. All right, then the last movie I watched was another great movie by the name of Dope, starring Tiger. Um, <laughs> I don't want Tiger in that movie because that's a classic movie. Yeah, but I don't. We used to see Tigers in it. Really. That might be one of my favorite scenes where he dies. Yeah. Uh, ASAP Rocky was Rocky, funny. A.K. Rakim. Who else? Malcolm, as I'm calling him, because that's his name in the movie. Shamik. Shamik. Miles Morales. Yep, Shamik Moore. Is that his name? Something like that. He was in it. He's he the one who be doing all that pop walking and yeah, stuff. The get down. <laughs> he did a good job. Even though when I first saw the movie, I wasn't feeling his performance as much as I was feeling everybody else's. But then when you go back and watch it. He played to his character's weaknesses very well, being all shy and timid. Who else? We got Zoe Kravitz in there. You got uh, uh, Flash. Kiersey, yep, Kiersey <laughs> Clemens, who was supposed to be 
Iris West in the Flash Man, movies. Two Flash related things because what's his name plays uh, yep. Tony or Tony Ravioli. Yeah, yeah whatever that is. <laughs> he gonna play. He plays Flash in Spider Man. He was in there saying the N word all willy nilly. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Blake Anderson from uh, Workaholics. Mm-hmm. He was in there. His scenes where he was trying to say the N word was hilarious. <laughs> Quincy Brown, Diddy's son. Has one of the most funniest great, scenes great in the movie. <laughs> he was hilarious. <laughs> and then we gonna order our food, and then you can order your lunch <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> that, they did a great job. Um, yeah, the C's or the scene where he was trying to explain why he replaces his B's with C's <laughs> or his C's with B's or whatever. Which way? That was very funny. The guy who said, uh, I'm going to be out in the red Corvette <laughs> and said, you can think it's Lance Gross, but nah, it's me, yours truly. <laughs> that scene was funny. It was a very well-written movie. I was surprised how great that movie was because I wasn't familiar with Rick Famuwa. Mm-hmm. Produced so, by Pharrell. Mm-hmm, who did the score. The score was great. It was narrated by Forrest Fuzzy Eye Whitaker. <laughs> so it was just a great movie. If you Pharrell be doing scores in his sleep. <laughs> He'd be like, I scored light. it. I did uh, Despicable Me. I scored this indie movie, and I scored these big-time movies <laughs> with Hans Zimmer like Man of Steel. <laughs> I get that I'll do these kids' movies uh-huh. like Despicable Me. <laughs> Golly. So that's a great movie. If you've never seen it, check it out. Very funny. And that is all I watched. I have a clip for another thing that we watched. This is... I was supposed to play this weeks and weeks ago. This is from December eighth. Okay. That whenever the day we watched Ingrid Goes West. All right. This is milkshakes. Oh, that's too quiet, huh? Going to give up my review on Ingrid Goes West. So I honestly. <laughs> I basically, (laughs) I've heard of this movie, I guess, like a while ago, but I was randomly like looking on a site that had all the trailers of movies with good, like Rotten Tomato scores of 2017. And this was one of them. And I was kind of really intrigued because I was like, what's up with this girl who's like obsessed with, you know, Instagram. So, we went ahead and we watched it, and it, I honestly really felt for Ingrid. Like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> it really lets you know, like, how crazy obsessive people can get with social media and stuff, and I don't know. I feel like everybody should see it, though. It was definitely fun, funny. Um, Elizabeth Olsen... I honestly haven't seen a lot of her work, but like, I want I want to see more of her. Like, I'm obsessed with her older sisters. We have Ingrid. I don't know who the actress is Aubrey for that. Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. I've never seen anything with her in it. Honestly, um, she was just an interesting character. And then we have O'Shea Jackson. <laughs> yeah. That is how his name looks. Uh-huh. He, I knew he was going to be good. What else is he in again? Hey, brushed. I was saying brushed. Like he's good. That was expected. No, he was fabulous. His acting. No, he was so great. He. No, his acting. Yeah. You thought his acting was good. <laughs> yes. It was. You are biased, boy. 
Not biased. His acting wasn't good. That good. I rather have. We have some haters. We have haters. Honestly, when it comes to. Ice Cube wouldn't belong in this movie. They needed someone <laughs> who was like actor. O'Shea. Which one? <laughs> I apologize. To Ice Cube for <laughs> I'm gonna keep it 100. Like people think, seem to think like Ice Cube is all high and mighty. Like it's cute. See, young people. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it like this. He had a couple movies back in his day. He had a shine. Then he started directing movies. Then he was in that one movie where he was, like, driving the kids to, like, get to the grandma's house or whatever. He needs to, you know, you got to put something up on your resume. The Rock did the pa- the Rock did Tooth Fairy. Okay. And Vin Diesel did The Pacifier. Okay. And you, you know, know what? The-, the Pacifier was brilliant. And when The Rock did, listen, when The Rock did that movie with that one little girl with the curly hair, when she was about plan. the game plan. You got to throw those on your resume. But those are actually good. Those are actually good. Eddie Murphy's, Eddie Murphy's Eddie movie. Murphy yes, movie. he did. That haunted, <laughs> that haunted house movie. Yeah. What was it called? I bet you didn't realize that those characters' names were Kyle and Lindsay. I did. I <laughs> okay, but this is not about you. So that's the only reason why you like that movie. But anywho, nobody said I like that movie. Ice Cube. I mean, you know, I don't think he deserves any awards, but he definitely has credit. And you know, sorry, I was born in '95. For anyone who's wondering, so you know, he's he's good. He's a, it's the same with LL Cool J. You know. This to do. No. Ice Cube is better than LL Cool J. No. LL Cool J, like, you did your thing, you know, sure, you're you're a great, but, you know, it's quiet for you now. <laughs> but anyways, back to Ingrid Goes West. Um, You should definitely just, you should check it out. If you're just looking to laugh, if you're even looking for, like, an awakening, because that's definitely going to happen, especially if you're super involved with like social media and whatnot but it was also somewhat scary to see like you know how crazy she is and what i hate at the end of the movie is that not only we don't know if she like gets help with her issue but (laughs) she basically she does something i don't want to spoil it but she does something and you know she should i don't feel like she's taking what she should take away from that experience. <laughs> but that sums it up. Go see Ingrid Goes West. Bye. I got deep at the end. <laughs> that she, was something that was supposed to be played weeks ago that I kept forgetting. She called the pacifier brilliant. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, that is something I've never heard before. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was funny. <laughs> With O'Shea, though, his acting wasn't that good. Yes. But he has the personality. Yes, yeah, personality is likable. That's I why I was, not like his acting very yeah, much. If he can get better in the acting department when he's not playing his dad. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see when Den of Thieves. 50 going to be carrying that movie. So uh-huh. anyway, going to be Because Gerard Butler. I wonder, is Gerard Butler and uh, 50 like the enemies? Yeah. Uh, I don't, for <laughs> what I have a feeling, 50 going to die early in the movie. That's going to make me mad. Cause I, mean, yeah, I, was, I can tell us about O'Shea. But so I've seen a lot of O'Shea Jackson <laughs> in the trailers and not enough 50, so. Like, They're probably going to be tugging for O'Shea. Join my side of the crew. Join mine. They kill each other off and it's up to O'Shea to save the day. 
We're going to see because I'm going to see it. But, um, yeah, so thanks for that uh, nice review of Ingrid Goes West. Really got you thinking about how you need to use social media. Uh-huh. Don't overdo it. And tell Milkshakes to go watch uh, Old Boy if she wants to see Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, yeah. I think I told her about that movie. See Elizabeth Olsen roll around with her movie yeah, father. I spoiled it for her immediately. <laughs> but she doesn't care. She yeah, likes she to likes know spoilers. what happens in the movie before she sees it. Guess it's for the journey. Has she seen the uh, the Avengers? Nah, she ain't seen none of them. Maybe you can convince her to watch at least the second one so she can be lost, but at least Elizabeth Olsen is in it. Uh, all right. Before we move on to something else, I got just a couple of past episode reflections. First up. Mirror. The first sweet lady of the year that we did last episode was on point. That's the way to start the year out. Uh-huh. Uh, what else? I forgot to try to get the popping out that was in the middle of the episode that you made oh, reference yeah. of. I tried to get the the one that was at the end out, which was very hard, and you can still hear it, but I completely forgot about the middle. <laughs> oh, well. It sounds like flames in a fireplace. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> which was funny, or some popcorn popping. And then the Peter Jackson movie that I was trying to think of was Crimson Peak, which is directed by Gilmore Del Toro, oh, yeah. so it wasn't Peter Jackson. But that movie was terrible. All right, you got a game or something for us before we move on to the special one of the year 2017 wrap-up episodes that we got going on. I did not get a chance to come up with anything for any games this week, so next week I will. All right, so this oh, we're going to do something before we do what I'm about to say, but this episode we're going to give our top 10 worst movies of 2017. So all the movies that made the complete trash list as people nowadays would call it uh the movies we dislike the most whether they're most unwatchable or they're just garbage we're going to give our individual list but first we need to resolve our golden globes predictions that we did last episode so last episode we predicted on a majority of the movie categories sans one which was the foreign language one Predicted who we thought was going to win, or not who we wanted, just who we thought that was going to get the trophy. And, of course, we made a bet, so whoever wins this gets a nice little movie off of Amazon. And before we get into that, I'm just going to say that I was... I'm just going to go... That was not... uh, (laughs) I'll just read the... Okay, we'll just do it. So, best original song for motion picture... Mm-hmm. I had uh, the song from Mudbound. You had the song from The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman one. Yes. Giving you one. Next, best original score. We both, or best original score for Motion Picture, we both went with Dunkirk. I did not win. <laughs> so we both get a no for that. Okay. Best screenplay for a Motion Picture. Uh-huh. I went with Shape of Water. You went with Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Three Billboards into winning, giving yes. you another point there. Best director for a motion picture, we or I went with Dunkirk. You went with three bill or I went with Christopher Nolan from Dunkirk. You went with Martin something from <laughs> Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Neither of them won. It was okay. Gilmore Del Toro, so we don't get a point for that. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture, we both went with Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I was real happy he won because he definitely deserved that because he gave a great performance. So we both get a point for that. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. I went with Allison Janney. You went with Laurie Metcalf. 
Allison Janney ended up taking home the victory, uh, giving me the point there. Dang, I picked it before I seen I Tonya. Best motion picture animated was Coco, which we both chose, so we both get a point for that. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy was James Franco for The Disaster Artist. We both chose that, so we both get a point. Next, we have best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. I went with Margot Robbie. You went with the Leprechaun from Lady Bird. The <laughs> Leprechaun ended up winning, giving you the yes. points. Next, we have best musical or best motion picture from musical or comedy. I went with Get Out. You went with Lady Bird. Lady Bird ended up winning, giving you the point. Next, we have best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Gary Oldman won. I chose Gary Oldman. You went with Tom Hanks from The Post, okay. giving me the point. Next, we have best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama. Mm-hmm. Francis McDormand won from Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. That's who you chose. For some reason, I went with Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, giving <laughs> you the point. And then best motion picture drama was Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. That's who you chose. For some reason, I went with Dunkirk, giving you the point there, giving <laughs> you the victory in the 2018 Golden Globes Thank predictions, you. I believe, eight to five. So that means you win a nice little uh, movie off of Amazon. Now, it's funny. You killed me in the three billboards one, which is hilarious, or which is stupid of me, because I said this on the last episode. I was going to go back and say, why did I vote for these? <laughs> three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri is probably one of my favorite movies of the year. And I just kept going against it because I tried to be slick. And like, all right, they probably not going to go with this one. I don't hear nothing about this. I ain't hear nothing about Dunkirk, but I kept voting for Dunkirk. You know you got to go with the latest movie. I, why don't uh-huh. Get Out? Get Out came out in February or January or March or something. They did. They was nice enough to nominate it. I don't know why. I thought if I was. write a good movie ever, I'm making sure it drops in December. Yeah. Jeez, December or November or January. Because <laughs> that's when it's going to get the most. That's People just, it's natural. People going to just remember what just came out recently. You got to be real good in order for us to remember what came out at the top of the year. Like Get Out. But that don't mean it's going to be memorable enough for it to win. So, yeah, so you take the W there, I take the L, and I'm just disgusted with my picks. Like I <laughs> knew I was going to be. Let's see, what's a movie I like? All right, so now moving on to the top 10 worst movies of 2017. My little list out. Each of our individual lists and some of our own opinions. So if you're going to get mad, get mad. If you're not, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. I'll let you go first if keep, you're ready. Keep in mind, I haven't seen that many movies this year. So some of my bottom 10 could look. How many movies you seen? You, you know? I'm at like 30 something. Did okay. not see a lot. <laughs> uh,. So some of the movies in the bottom ten are he'd be like, that movie's alright. So at number ten, got Captain Underpants. Yeah, well, the movie wasn't like super trash. It's definitely for kids. Yeah, it's not. It's not nothing. When I saw it, I'm like, that movie's alright. But then when I look back on it, don't nothing pops out at me. So that's why that's there. And plus, I really enjoyed the books growing up, and so. Seeing the movie version had me thinking, like, is this how the books were? Couldn't remember, even though I had just recently read one prior to the movie coming out. <laughs> Number nine, I got the Boss Baby. Boss Baby's down there because I had to decide which one is what. It, it came down to the Boss Baby, Captain Underpants, and Power Rangers. 
Now, I urge Power Rangers to not be in the bottom 10 because I watched it twice. <laughs> and because, oh yeah, <laughs> I was at your sister's house <laughs> recently. <laughs> I don't know why it seems very random. It is super <laughs> random because she was doing milkshakes, eyelash. She asked milkshake if she wanted to do eyelashes for free. So I went over there. When did this conversation happen? I <laughs> this happened during the past week. <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be off podcast. <laughs> but over there, I watched several episodes of Power Rangers. Because I got the fire stick. It was on Netflix. Couldn't figure out how to get out the kids version for it. <laughs> so I said, you know what? Started from the beginning. I went. I was like, I want to watch the... Kimberly's last episode as the Pink Ranger on Mighty Morphin. I watched that. So she died, didn't she? Nah, not in this. It was the other one that like died on there. So I watched that, and then I was like, "Hold on, they already switched the other three out." And I went back. I had to watch that episode. When I tell you, I'm about to show you this scene. The there the Rocky the Red Ranger the, the original Red Ranger original Black Ranger original Yellow Ranger their last episode was so crazy because they had been off the show they had been stopped filming them so when they were on this episode they used old footage they did shadow techniques where they would just show their shadow this scene is hilarious they must think they pulling the wool over everybody's head and then when they brought the new Rangers and was supposed to exchange the powers. And because they couldn't show the other rangers' faces, there were six rangers. Or there was two rangers with the black costume on, two with the... It was crazy. So I watched that episode. Then I got to season... By the way, there was like 60 episodes in each season. <laughs> then, about to say, that sounds about right. Then I watched the uh, uh, episode in season three, which is the final Mighty Morphin season, when mm-hmm. Master Rider was on there. Then I wanted to watch the last episode of... Mighty Morphin series It ended on a cliffhanger Which led When they were all stuck as kids Which led directly into the um, The miniseries uh, Mighty a- Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers So I watched that And I was getting ready to get on Zeo But they finished up <laughs> I needed to see that first episode of Zeo Because okay. I need to know What happened to the rest of them Power Rangers got a lengthy storyline that is for kids. That seems very hard to follow. I didn't know it was connecting like that. I'm yeah. like, dang, I want to sit here and watch all these episodes all day. <laughs> but I didn't have time, so yeah, dumb it down. So then, Boss Baby's at nine because I was like, is that worse than Captain Underpants? I was like, probably not, but I prefer Captain Underpants. At number eight, another movie that's kind of funny, The House. Put that there because it's just disappointing. And as far as my rating scale, that gets one of the lower ratings. When Amy Poehler goes invisible in a comedy movie, yeah, that's not a good sign. It's worrisome. When I can, all I can remember for that movie is like Jason Manzukas. Yeah, that's sad. When you got a movie with her and Will Ferrell, and he comes out as the funniest person in there, there's yeah. a problem. And then at number seven, I have the Justice League. That was bound to be. <laughs> And uh, somebody's bottom ten. Justice League. Tisk tisk. So disappointing. Tisk. This movie has people questioning Josh Wheaton's. Uh, That's his fault. His uh, his movie creation abilities. He went with the bag. That, that's a Instead problem. Of quality. Yeah. So that's an issue right there. This movie didn't even do that great. The fact that this didn't do well in the box office. It might have made its money back. Maybe. 
but it didn't open as wide as they, movies that don't got trash. on them. Hey, they did trash. At number six, another one of the top disappointing movies of the year, The Belko Experiment. That was very disappointing. This movie might have been, if I need to look back at all the movies I've seen, might have been the thing that started my fall asleep in movie streak this year, <laughs> where I haven't <laughs> stayed up during a movie yet. Yeah. I had to watch, basically watch Downsizing and I, Tanya twice, because <laughs> I fell asleep for a long time during... <laughs> During downsizing. Did they hit the girl yet? <laughs> and then I, Tanya, I fell asleep off and on. So when I went back and skimmed through, I'm like, ah, oh, I seen this. What is this? I seen this. <laughs> so, but Boko Experiment, I thought it was going to be an office space movie with extreme, extreme violence. Mm-hmm. Where the concept that we've seen in the movie trailers and commercials didn't really come off in the movie. Not at all. Uh... What's his name? Sean Gunn. Uh, oh, yeah. He's Razor Finn. He's very weird and scary looking. <laughs> that movie's lucky it just had violence in it. Yeah. If it just... If it, didn't have barely, if it had barely any violence to go yeah. along with that disappointment, that movie would have been super far down for me. Um, number five. This is based off of my weird rating scale. movie we just talked about. Downsizing. This movie started off enjoyable, but then... I can't like necessarily vouch for the rest of the movie as far as being any sort of entertainment because the humor disappeared until the Asian lady came in and it wasn't just <laughs> it wasn't just her voice that was funny. She was actually saying funny stuff and that wasn't consistent. That was just one specific part I'm thinking of. Oh, and the other thing, I don't want to see a movie where Christoph Waltz is like the handsome guy. What? <laughs> now, that's the vibe they was giving him. He had the slick back hair. He's and also, he's that seeing him not as like the like villain. Something about that part of it in this style of movie was weird. The handsome guy. That's what it was. Just like uh, Nick Offerman is on. <laughs> that was a very weird. When I turned on Will and Grace, and he was the double love interest. Uh huh. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I forgot he used to be on it. The. D- the double love interest, and he wasn't even doing a scene again with his wife. <laughs> That's funny. They created hilarious scenes on Parks and Rec. You might see that again when Parks and Rec gets uh, rebooted. I didn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at number four, we got Before I Fall. This is a movie that I saw in a theater where the chairs were rolly chairs, computer desk chairs. So that <laughs> that in itself does yeah, not that's, that's a distraction. <laughs> give the vibe of a good movie just sliding around. But did I still manage to fall asleep in it? You I betcha. believe so. <laughs> that is a definite. But not like the other ones where I'm head back or head for falling asleep. This is just you sliding stri- across the yeah. room <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> I'm sitting straight up, <laughs> eyes closing. Uh, that movie, even though I could say it's entertaining, but as far as when you compare it to other movies and the way I rate movies, that's on the lower end. That should be on your list just strictly because of that dancing that you yes, love so much. That those. was the most cringeworthy thing I've. If I, I should have wrote down cringeworthy moments of the year in movies, because that was one of them. I was really thinking about doing that for the you know the annual IC movie awards, but <laughs> I'm like I ain't trying to have a bunch of positives and then a bash. We should we should hold the IC movie awards at a uh, venue. Mm-hmm. Dang. Everybody come in, you gotta wear your ball gowns and your I tuxedos. I say that's what Milkshake said. She said we need to dress up. <laughs> so, 
once I start actually filming this podcast, which I was going to do tonight, well, then I got lazy. But yeah, before I fall at four, at number three, we have... Uh Uh-oh, top three. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. (laughs) Boo, boo. This wasn't like a... It makes you feel awful knowing you spent money on it. That movie was. That's one of the movies. Like you look at your your watch, like this is over yet. This is another movie where it shows me. Cara Delevingne's not carrying a movie. This nah. is just not this like who y'all trying to make her to be. And she got another movie coming out with Jaden Smith, and Jaden's gonna have to carry this film. And last time we saw Jaden, he was in the woods <laughs> or in the forest or whatever yeah. you want to call it. And so this is where some. Uh, that movie had Rihanna, or somehow she was a better voice actress than she was actress, mm-hmm. which is not a good sign for Ocean's 8, which Ocean's- I watched a little bit of Ocean's 11 recently. I'm like, Ocean's 8 is going to be boo-boo. <laughs> <It's a> l- <laughs> I, I still haven't seen the trailer. I saw it. It's like Ocean's 11. Didn't they kill off George Clooney's character? That's what I thought I, I read somewhere. I have no clue, but yeah. she makes... I don't... Do they... I can't remember if they make any reference. I think they make like one slight reference to him in mm-hmm. this trailer. Dang. Well, they are. That is her family. Yeah, that's her. Sandra Bullock. That's her family member. Yeah. Brothers or something, something like, like that. that. That's weird. And then uh, what's her name? <sighs> nobody likes her. Aquafina? Nah. <laughs> A different lady that nobody likes. Uh, White Lady Princess Diaries. Oh, Anne Hathaway? Yeah, Anne Hathaway. Her role looks small in this movie. Uh, that's sad. Because <laughs> she's not one of the eight. She's uh who they're trying to rob. Huh. So y'all could have put y'all could t- y'all could have took Aquafina, who was in the back of all the posters <laughs> yeah. and pictures. To, <laughs> she's like there, like she's in it, but we ain't trying to make you know that she's in the movie. Y'all could have took her out and put Anne Hathaway in there. And for some reason, even though it's been years of Mindy Kaling being an actress. It's still weird seeing her acting and move. I'm like, you're one of the writers for The Office. You're not an <laughs> actress. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see that movie. So, yeah, Valerian with uh, Dane DeHaan, who... Who had a year. And he's not, like, aging the way I felt like he should be aging. Because he, he's, like... He looks 30 and 15 at the same time, and I didn't know that's possible. He came out looking weird. Yeah. I, I thought that was just the character. Then it was nah, movie after movie yeah, where he looked like that. Him. By the way, shout out to Ansel Elgert and uh, Shane Lee Wood- Woodley having a little reunion at the Golden Globes. I, yeah, saw. I forgot they did that awful movie together. <laughs> uh, that's, that's in Ansel's past. <laughs> that's when he had to pace his jersey with nothing underneath. Yeah. Uh, speaking of continuing to horrible movies, at number two, got The Circle. Okay, movie I still haven't seen. This is an ultimate disappointing movie. When you look at a cast and you see Emma Watson, Bang. John Boyega, Bang. Tom, uh, Tom Hanks, Dang. you assume this movie may be alright. Then you see it. <laughs> I don't want Tom Hanks to. That's why Tom Hanks had to bounce back with a good movie. He had to bounce back. Emma Watson had to bounce yeah, they back. <laughs> John Boyega had to bounce back. Yeah. Oh man, because this movie was. I was even the way Emma Watson was acting. Like, no, acting like what she is didn't want this? to be there. This is not the uh, bling ring Emma Watson I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did a good job in that movie. You uh, got movie John Boyega not really showing up. He was phoning in. Yeah, Tom Hanks performing like Tom Hanks does, but it's just not 
a good role, and then when the he movie, was the villain, right? Yeah, when him and Pat Oswalt are the villains, that's weird. That's the, even I believe Pat Oswalt has been a villain in a movie prior to this. It's really just more Tom Hanks. Everybody <laughs> liked Tom Hanks. Ain't nobody trying to see him be a villain. Yeah, in a whack was, movie. And he was a nice, like he still sounded very nice. <laughs> well, you're, he just had in that computer program. Yeah, I ain't like that. That was another movie I can specifically remember. The evening I fell asleep in it. So that, but my number one worst right. movie of 2017. As of now, because who knows, I could be still watching more of 2017 movies. True. But I don't think none will be that garbage. All right. Flatliners. Flatliners <laughs> was booked. This was a disappointing movie. My friend was uh, telling me that her friend said, You know what movie we should watch? She was like, What? Flatliners. She was like, That movie is one of my favorite movies, or the movie was great. She said something wild. <laughs> And she, then my friend was like telling her, like, I didn't hear such good things about that movie yeah. from me. Flatliners is not the move. It's a remake of a movie that nobody wasn't, liked. Yeah, that nobody liked. It wasn't greatly reviewed. And That's crazy. <laughs> it did exactly what it was supposed to do in the adaptation. Stuck to the. It was trash. This is at a. It's currently at a five percent freshness on Rotten Tomatoes. This has actors or. I was going to say actresses. Two actresses I like. Nina uh, Dobrev, I know, is one of them. Nah. Uh, uh, Ellen Page and Kiersey Clemens. This movie had uh, Go Diego Go in it. <laughs> it had uh, Nina Dobrev. But this movie was... How can I want... One, I didn't like the way Ellen Page was acting in it. I don't know if it's because I haven't seen Ellen Page in a while. or I don't like that she wasn't the lead. That's also weird because when it started becoming about uh, Nina Dobrev and all them. I hate when movies trick you like that. They do that because they know they got a whack movie on their hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're like, this is up. And for one, Ellen Page, don't sign on no movies that you ain't starring in. You're supposed to be that thing. Maybe it's because you... (laughs) It was back when you was a child and you was that small, and now that you're a 30-year-old woman and right. you're still that small, it's not as cool. How old is Ellen Page? Yeah, no, she's, yep, she's 30. She's, I know she's struggling to get Rose. Yeah, so... If, and, if Tom Cruise can stand next to Paula Patton and look the same height yeah. in Mission Impossible, <laughs> there are camera tricks to make you look taller than you actually are. <laughs> and Paula Patton was in heels in this scene. <laughs> we know that there is no yeah. way Tom Cruise... And an already tall Paula Patton are of <laughs> similar height. Uh, this this movie had a uh, Kiefer Sutherland in it, um, in in costume. Yeah. <laughs> um, the budget for this movie was nineteen million. Too much. It made forty five. So it that's its, too much. It made its money back. Um, I can't even. It's hard to even describe this movie, but yeah. Besides, not good. And it's definitely the worst one. Is it's a movie? It's one of the movies that I was in the theater wanting it to end so bad. <laughs> I just I was falling asleep. It's, <laughs> it's just crazy how they depict life and death surgery. They yeah, getting like up after the surgery, doing they was running, drinking, <laughs> letting a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing br- kill you and then bring you back to life. Yeah, that just that just got me. I just really did not like that. Also. One of the girls from Baywatch, the recent movie, Mm -hmm. was like an extra in this movie. Wow. Both films, Baywatch came out last year, right? Mm Mm-hmm. How you go from- She was the blonde one. Wait, no, 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 no. Hold on. 
Let's see. Pay lunch. They, they better have made Flatliners a thousand years ago. She was for sure in Baywatch. Oh, I think she must have just. She must have also been a background character in Baywatch. Ah, uh, never mind. I was thinking of that other girl. Yeah, but I was about to get embarrassing real yeah. quick. Yeah, that's what's on her. Let me look. Her filmography has Joe Dirt too. <laughs> Baywatch and Flatliners. All right, look. and some music videos. Oh uh, yeah. She I was better in a not be belly, one of the main ones. Belly video. Belly the oh, weekend. Okay, I would say from Belly from like uh, DMX and Nas. <laughs> uh, well, yep, that's my number one. And who's this director? Let me give him a special shout out. <laughs> Niels Arden Oplev. Can't say your name, so we definitely no ain't checking for you He's no more. He's known for... Let me see. Let me look for something in recent times. Mr. Robot. He directed Mr. Robot? Oh, wait. He directed some episodes. Oh, he directed... That's right. I forgot this is him. He directed the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoos. Dang, and he came over and did this garbage? <laughs> That's sad. Dang. Huh. I remember I had all the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo uh, movie series on my iPad. I don't know what happened to that. I ain't watching those foreign movies. Oh, man. All right, well. That, those movies made a lot of money. <laughs> and then they tried to do it over here, and it did not work. It was crazy, because that one was good, so I don't know what happened. But whatever, Lakeith Stanfield just got a cast in the new one. <laughs> that seemed like a movie his weird <laughs> self would be in. Or as he's being called. This is where you know you're trying to get famous. He now just goes by, I believe, Keith. Keith? <laughs> or at least that's when you type his name in. That's what it says. It just says Keith Stanfield. But all like, his handles and stuff, I believe, have Lakeith in it. But you know, whatever. All right, so Flatliners, you are uh, definitely one of the worst movies of the year, or oh, 2017. Exactly. So enjoy that honor. Let's see if you're going to make an appearance on two different lists. So I've only seen 112 movies this year. So we're pretty similar in the number of movies <laughs> we've seen. So we it's too hard to see when you got other stuff. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a bum. I don't do nothing. <laughs> But go to the movies. Um, all right, so we might see some same movies. We might not. You might see some movies people like. We might not. I truly don't remember. But uh, starting at what would be number 10 is The Dark Tower, starring <laughs> Idris. And yeah, and that's the other thing. I've avoided some of these other <laughs> movies. Good. You definitely did not miss something. This movie was boring. It was 90-something minutes. That's not that's unheard of for a. And it took them a lifetime to make. Exactly. Oops. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it it was ninety something minutes. This was supposed to be the beginning of a big film series. Uh. Y'all clearly did not <laughs> shoot it that way. There was very little action, and then when we get the CGI filled action at the very end, that's boring. That's crazy. Idris, like I said before, looked uncool with the gun, and that's something you got to try to do. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey looked sicker than he did in Dallas Buyers Club. Ooh, whack. <laughs> and this is all in this $60 million budget. I don't, that must have went 30 to Idris, 30 to Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> and then the producers, they kicked in what they was going to do to shoot the movie yeah. themselves. Pathetic. Coming in at number nine. Unforgettable. Now, I know people probably don't know what this movie is or forget. It's that movie with Katherine Heigl and Rosario Dawson. 
where Catherine Heigl played the psychopath. That was this year. I mean, yep. last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. That movie Yikes. was boo-boo. Mind you. That came out last year. One of the reasons was because Catherine Heigl started in a movie. Usually doesn't lead to something good yeah, anymore. I don't like Catherine Heigl anymore. But her character was crazy in the movie, but it was not crazy enough to be entertaining. Though it, it felt like a lifetime movie, so that's already a bad sign. They were throwing plots in there, or little plot elements like Rosario Dawson's character having an abusive boyfriend. That boyfriend coming in at the end. You think, oh, this is about to lead to something big. He comes, he goes. Um, what <laughs> else do we have? We just. It's just it played like one of those psychotic ex wife. Goes crazy on the current girlfriend type of movies, but it just did it badly. So it's unforgettable, is the title, but it's actually forgettable. So it's funny how things work. <laughs> Next up, we have Rings coming in at number eight. Some of these movies feel like they did not come out anytime recent. When you come in at the beginning of the year and you suck, it's going to feel like you was made nice. years ago. This movie was trash. Um, it started out with Samara or Samara, whatever the ring girl's name is, coming out of the screen in the cockpit on an airplane. <laughs> That's when I knew something wild was happening. <laughs> they were showing on all the videos on the seats. I was like, oh, this is not the way to start a sequel to a movie of a good, like, two movies that came out years ago. I did like that they, uh, Came up with like an adjustment to the video that was played, but that was probably the only good thing I can say about it. Matilda Lutz, she was bad. Um, Alex Rowe was in this. <sighs> he was just there. He wasn't given much to do, so he wasn't able to show his quote unquote talent. <laughs> what also gets me about this movie that I brought up before there is a scene where uh, Lutz tells Rowe, We're going to have a Skype chat. When they go to have said chat, it is a generic video chat. <laughs> now, that just seems lazy on the part of the screenwriters and the filmmakers. You did not have to say Skype if you did not have the rights to use Skype. It was, I don't know why that was like a deal breaker. Oh, man. We would have noticed it, but I, I noticed it because that was just an unnecessary detail to have and then not to follow through on it. Um, it had a predictable predictable horror twist at the end. It just it just wasn't good. It played like every other whack horror movie that they thought at the beginning of the year. But you would have thought they would have cared more about this movie since it was a big time or it was like a popular horror franchise years ago. All right, next up we got oh, what is this number seven? Uh, we got the Meyerowitz stories, which I just talked about last episode with oh, yeah. Adam St- Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller. That is sad. This movie was just boring. It was too adult for me. I'm not trying to watch something this slow and this unfunny and just just boring storyline. I don't want to watch it. Next up, we got a uh, number six, and that is Fifty Shades Darker. Okay, huh, some <laughs> of these movies, man. Fifty Shades Freed and Black Panther. They're gonna have a battle of the century at the box office coming this coming Valentine's Day. I uh, bye. Uh. <laughs> I don't know if Black Panther gonna come out uh, surviving, but we're gonna see. Goodbye. Uh. <laughs> Fifty Shades, whatever. But this Fifty Shades was, it made the last movie, Fifty Shades, Fifty Shades of Grey, look like it deserves awards, like <laughs> Oscar or something. Because this one was boring. At least the last one, it was awful, but it was so it was entertaining because of the awfulness was such a joke that you found humor in it. This one, they eliminated all that, and it was just, it was just a boring love story. 
And it tried to get all dark with like one of the crazy ex-girlfriends or one of the crazy ex... Uh, what did he call him in the movie? I don't even want to think about it too hard. Whatever, <laughs> he kept calling Dakota Johnson in the first one. Submissive or whatever. Yeah. He had one of the ex ones. She was coming with the Desi and pointed at uh, <laughs> whoever Dakota Johnson's name is. And that plot line went away with... There was really no like serious tension except for when he was in the helicopter. They thought he was lost. A couple minutes later, he just uh, comes into his little penthouse like, "What's up, y'all? What's going on?" So that was that was bad. The dialogue, even though it wasn't as awful, it was painfully awful this time around because it wasn't funny. Um, the acting was bad. Dakota Johnson, she was back and she was in rare form with the bad acting. <laughs> I was trying to give her credit for Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm like, that's what the character is probably asking her to do. So yeah. she she's not the greatest actor, but <laughs> I guess she's kind of doing a good job here, maybe. But nah, she just she doubled up and she was trash here. As was Dakota Dorman Dorman whatever his name is. You can tell that they don't like doing these movies. They have openly uh-huh. said they don't like doing these movies. That is <laughs> that is crazy, and it shows. They're like, are oh, you gonna make us do all these love scenes? All right, well we just gonna do we just gonna make it whack. <laughs> So that one's that. Next is who's that six? I should probably be keeping count. Oh. Am I at five? One, two, three, I think you're four, at five. Five. At five. All right, yeah. All right. So coming in at number five, uh, we mentioned this individual on your list, A Cure for Wellness, starring Dane DeHaan. And Dane. Yeah. Dane. He had He's- a bad year. <laughs> Cure for Wellness and Valerian. Dane is close. A cure. I don't want to because I don't have no specific problem with you. You want to be at the list Man. at the end of the show. I think I think I majority just uh, like him from Chronicle, and maybe Place Beyond the Pines. And the fact that holding on to yeah, Chronicle at some point, he has been let go. He's been throwing out some stinkers. Like now, really, he did such a great job that I've been holding on for years. Mm-hmm. Just like King Ansel, he got back in the good graces because of one movie and a couple bangers. Okay. All right, so Danger Han, you need to get you a couple nice little uh, Mike Will made oh, yeah, beats. Yeah, you start rapping and singing. If you better Danger sound like Han Sam Smith. Was bouncing over some beats, <laughs> flowing. You better come in and sound like Juicy J or singing like Sam Smith. But this movie was way too long and way too confusing, and it's not even one of those movies you really want to like. You want to learn, you want to know what you just spent about six hours watching, but. It's not that like you. You're, it's going to change your opinion. Uh, it just like, when I left the theater, I was so lost, so lost. Um, I didn't even watch ex- explanation videos, and I finally got it, but it was executed so poorly. That's all I really can say. It's just a long, long, detailed, filled story. <laughs> and when you get to the the end, you over there huffing and puffing, hitting your inhaler, and then when they go to give you the prize, you just like. Oh, just a medal? <laughs> I don't even get a trophy. It's a, I'm sorry, a ribbon, not even a medal. You just get a little, a little flimsy ribbon, no trophy, no medal, no little big check to hold up. It was black. <laughs> Number four, we have another horror flick by the name of The Bye Bye Man. Another early horror movie to come out. It's like that's like the wasteland for scary movies. Mm-hmm. This movie was trash, even though my boy Lee Wanell had a little quick role in it. I just I just didn't understand it from the detail of the main guy. I think his name was Elliot. He had a college house party. His niece was there. I was like, <laughs> and his niece was like nine. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, what else? The like they come to find out about the bye bye man. Like they see his name on like a dresser, 
And then they come to realize that he's the one doing all the stuff around him. The story development, the acting, the script, they're all atrocious. The twist at the end was probably the only thing that I liked about it, but that is not enough to help this movie. And the black guy, he ended up surviving a fire at the end of the movie. (laughs) Not only did he not die at the beginning of the movie, he survived a fire at the very end. That's a problem. And Carrie Ann Moss was in this movie. (laughs) Come on, you was fighting with Neo back in the day. Yeah. You be helping, like, uh, what's her name? Jessica... What is that Marvel show? Jessica Jones. Yeah, you be helping Jessica Jones and them. You over here doing stuff like the Bye Bye Man. (laughs) Sad. (laughs) At number three, the top three. (laughs) Familiar face. Flatliners. Flatliners? Um, Like you said, (laughs) the movie was totes. It was a secretly Nina Dobrev-led vehicle. Don't like that. Diego Luna's hair and voice were annoying. Uh, <laughs> Kiersey Clemens, why did you do this movie? I want her in these movies. Uh, the fact y'all doing life, like I said, life or death surgery, and y'all are able to just <laughs> jump right up and get to running and drinking <laughs> and having snowball fights. Uh, this movie was just, it was bad. Uh, I'm not even going to look at my notes specifically why it was bad. It was just bad. All right, coming in at number two, we have another horror movie, Jeepers Creepers 3. (laughs) This movie stinks. Jeepers Creepers. It looked like it was shot on a green screen, even the outdoor scenes, the indoor scenes. It just looked so cheap. The violence looked so cheap. And this movie came on majority TV, but it was released in theaters, so it's getting that wrath. I don't want (laughs) to hear how it was low budget. Last year, so that count. And um, the whatever Jeepers Creepers, whatever his actual name is, I think it might be Jeepers Creepers. I don't know. That sounds so silly. He was in a vehicle majority of the time. <laughs> he got these wings, and he got this crazy looking, disgusting skin, and he just has this little little dagger type of thing that he throws. And he was in a vehicle. <laughs> At least in the second when he was hunting these kids who were on a school bus. Picking them off one by one. Mm-hmm. And the first one, at least he was chasing down two kids, but he wasn't in a vehicle the whole time. But this one, he was in a vehicle the <laughs> whole time. And besides that, and the just the terrible effects and the bad acting and the just awful storyline, Jeepers Creepers comes in as the second worst movie for me in 2017. And the number one movie for me for 2017, I will give the disclaimer, I don't know if this is the worst movie, but it is the most unwatchable movie. So, I mean, if, that, if you want that to go hand in hand, you can. I mean, I can't get my phone open to get no sound effects. Drum roll sounds, drum roll sounds. Worst movie for me, 2017, is A Ghost Story. Starring <laughs> Rooney Mara and uh, what's his name? Lil Affleck. Casey Affleck. Casey. Casey, keep a rape charge, Affleck. He, he lucky he died. If he would have, this would happen a year later than accusations would have came yeah. out. He'd have been done for. <laughs> but this was maybe the most boringest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I can't tell you how I was looking at my phone waiting for this to end. <laughs> it was two. If you take out two sentences from this movie, it was a silent film. I don't even feel like explaining what it was about because oh, really Casey Affleck was in a little a sheet that made him look like a ghost and just watching 
Because he died in the movie, of course. He got in a car accident. <laughs> but they did that all subtly. But he was just watching over his house. I think like, maybe even like years took place. It was just, it was, it was too much of a thinker for me, and it was too dumb. There was a scene where Rooney Mara's character, who they labeled her as M, she ate a pie for about five minutes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just Casey Casey Affleck over there in his ghost costume, her in the kitchen, sitting on the floor eating pie for five minutes and crying a little bit. That was the whole scene. That's crazy. No words were said. And people like to call that scene a very great scene. It was emotional. I don't care how emotional it was. It was boring. I don't ever want to see that again. If this movie was a second longer, I would have probably killed myself. Oh, I don't care what the delivery or the message was. This was just way too slow. And I like to refer to this movie as a painting. You, When you look at a painting, like nothing's really going on. It, it's boring to look at. I don't care how many colors are in it. But people will say, like, oh, it's giving you this elaborate message. This is exactly how this movie was. You look at it, it's boring. Nothing is really happening. But people will come away with it. And I've seen this on many people's reels because it got good reviews. Saying it's one of the best movies of the year. It has this elaborate message. Young Leo didn't say it. I saw something that had nothing going on. That's crazy. So, for me... 2017's worst movie is a ghost story. If you want to fall asleep, turn on a ghost story. Yeah, this is the type of movie you fall if you if you just having a hard time going to sleep. Instead of watching like turning on like Friends or Fresh Prince, <laughs> you can turn on a ghost story. And I'm pretty sure it's like taking like nighttime cold medicine. You'll be out in like a minute or two. Ooh, that's funny. So that is that. Uh, just I just want to just say the you mentioned Justice League. I was thinking to myself like, where do I have that on my list? Mind you, I said I saw 112 movies. Justice League is sitting at. Uh, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Oh, I got Before I Fall at uh 71. If anybody cares, uh, <laughs> Justice League, Justice League, and then Captain Underpants. I had at 68. Okay. Uh, Justice League, Justice League, Justice League. Uh, Power Rangers, I got at 64. So, um, This is just prepping y'all for when we do the top 10 episode with uh, movies you will not see on there. Yeah, those movies are not in it. The House is at 60. Where is Justice League? It's really high. Uh, Justice League, Justice League. Oh, I got Justice League sitting at a 53. Okay. So it's... Eh. Like smack dab in the middle. Yeah, so... And I got the Belko experiment. I got that at 58. So take that as you may. So that was our top 10 worst movies of 2017. Be on the lookout for our 2000 or our top 10 movies. Top 10 of the best movies of 2017 coming at you very soon. You can go on uh, icmovies.wordpress.com and I did my 2017 actor power rankings. I did the same thing for 2016. I believe Ryan Gosling came in at number one for 2016. So go check out who I got in the top 10 for 2017. Here's a hint or a sneak peek. King Ansel comes in there somewhere. Okay, Ansel. Jake Gyllenhaal, of course, comes in there somewhere. Because he dropped not one, not two, but three movies this year. He stole the show in Akja or whatever that movie's called for his little small amount of time for that disappointing movie. He was in life. He wasn't able to flex his Jake Gyllenhaal muscles in that movie, but I still liked it. And he killed it in Stronger. 
But that's on icmovies.wordpress.com right now, so you can go check that out. Now I'm going to finally start putting up my complete 2017 movie list. Now that once this, once this episode goes up, then I'll start dropping that uh, over the coming days. And I should be done with it way sooner than I was done with last year's. Because <laughs> I think I got done with last year's probably like September. And maybe this <laughs> maybe later. this year. 2016's best of episodes of the Yep, maybe. maybe. That's the that's the plan. So <laughs> and they know so if sixteen ain't came out yet, ain't no telling when two thousand seventeen will come out. <laughs> ain't no telling. No telling. I need to just I need to just stop watching movies and TV and actually just do work when I have free time. Quit your job. I, I mean, I know some people who done did that, so I'm about to try to follow their lead. Uh, yeah. Follow my lead. Just for um, people who price movies, um, right now will be a bad time to try to attempt to get um, The Room, Tommy Wiseau's The Room. <laughs> if you expensive. want it on Blu-ray, you're looking at a $22 yeah, I saw price that. tag. If you want to be like, I settle for the DVD. You're still looking at eleven. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's pricey. I think I found it on YouTube somewhere. So, but if you're looking to get something like The Last House on the Left, five dollars, get mm-hmm. you a nice little copy of that. I ain't seen that movie in a long time. Now, have a, has one of us won, uh, picked for one of the movies we won? Have one of us picked The Cabin in the Woods? Mm, I know. Why do I keep having a mental picture of that sitting on my shelf upstairs? Do you already have that movie? Because I already have it. I think your next. I got your next. Okay. Did you pick? Now that you said it, it feels like Woods feels super familiar. It feels like that was something we did down like a different podcast, but that wouldn't be that wouldn't make any sense. But it does feel like. I'm gonna have Somebody to won that. Cause I'm like, I just get Kevin Woods. I'm probably gonna do that every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a great movie. Um, Pick one of these movies. But yeah, so um, all right, so it's time for do the punishment segment for this week. Unless you have something else you want to throw out there before we move on. I don't think I got nothing else. We'll see when we do our little NBA awards for the. Yep. Uh, all right, we already know who win most improved. Easy. We ain't gonna argue or I'm even trying to debate that. Who will be my all actor first team? Yeah, it's a tough one. We know who may have messed around and got on it. I need to go back and see who we put last time. I don't think I saved it on my phone anywhere. Oh yeah, I forget. I got it in one of my notebooks. All right. So um. All right. So I have one person of recent who. Did something I wasn't too fond of. Oh, let me try to find that exact link. His name is Brian Taylor. If you're not, nope, know who that is. <laughs> yeah, if anybody out there is not familiar, he is one of the directors of Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, one of the worst comic book movies to come out movie. in recent memory. And the movie started out kind of entertaining. Mm-hmm. Very first scene. Then once the credits for the movie to start happened, then it was no longer good. It got boo-boo after that. So the reason why I'm putting him up for punishment is because he had the audacity 
and say he's getting bored with Marvel movies nowadays. Uh, why does everybody feel like they need to just speak out about stuff? Now, I mean, even though I'm Marvel biased, I usually like to put people up who talk bad about Marvel. But this guy in particular, when you've made a Marvel movie. And a bad one. Yeah, a bad one at that. Do not hate on the ones that are successful. <laughs> just because they aren't rated R like your, your failed attempt was. Trash movie. Let me see if I can find some quotes of his. He said, um, the Marvel Studio movies, I just don't understand at all. I have no. I have to be honest. They seem very long to me. No, they don't. I've got to be careful the way I but say this. Attention span. Some yeah. of the movies. <laughs> you need. You think he's talking about DC movies? Yeah, he's confused. But uh, where that? Where that? I just have to be careful the way I say this. I just don't get them. I, I'm kind of bored with them, and I just don't find them particularly entertaining. I think they're really well made in terms of craft. The action is really good. They're technically really great. They have a lot of actors that I love, but I just don't get it. He also said, for one thing, I kind of like making R-rated movies. They don't make too too many of those. Logan and Deadpool were fantastic. I think rated R comic book movies could really work, and they can be great. I don't know why Suicide Squad wasn't was not rated R. That just seemed like an obvious movie that should be R rated. And yeah, so he didn't really uh, go on to the fact about why he's bored with them. Maybe because you know what everybody says they have the same type of they go the same they take the same route almost, but each at the same time they're each different. So I mean, like I said, I. We love the Marvel movies over here, yeah. so we don't see no problem with them. But I just don't like the fact that uh, somebody who made a whack one a very is whack on board. You, your movie was boring. I literally fell asleep on his movie. I mean, I fall asleep on But this was before I was falling asleep yeah, on movies. Yeah, before I fall asleep era. Yeah, this was back when I was sitting at home. I was just... And I, may, I, may, I might have missed a chunk of it, too, and I'm still calling it trash. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that going back. trash. I'm not going back to watch it. Wasn't Idris in that one? Uh-huh. I'm tired of y'all putting Idris in these whack movies. Idris Alba does a lot of whack movies. <laughs> I think about it. He probably he has a bad shooting percentage. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's worth it. He's like a pull up Idris Alba. He's like like Austin Rivers or something. Back in the day, he used to have like a bad shooting percentage, but we all know he was a beast. And he's starting to show uh, it this year. Let's pull up Idris Alba. So we're gonna start calling Idris Idris Austin Rivers Alba. Oh, uh, for one, has he been in very many movies? Nope. Really? So that's. Alright, I'll go through his movies. Bell ninety nine, Bellman Man. I don't know what that is. Two thousand, Sorted, Buffalo Soldiers, One Love, One Love, The Gospel. This is we're in two thousand five now. The Gospel, Sometimes in April, Daddy's Little Girls. Alright, that's where I think I yeah, first ran into. Two thousand seven. <laughs> that movie wasn't awful. I guess. The Reaping. Nope. Twenty eight weeks later. That was whack. American Gangster. That was long. <laughs> this Christmas. That was okay. Prom Night. No, thank you. He was in <laughs> Rock and Roller. Who was he in Prom Night? Detective Wynn. Okay. <laughs> he played a detective in this children's movie, basically. Rock and Roller, mm-hmm. The Human Contract. Let's, woo, he went ahead and was like, hey, 2009, I got two for y'all. The Unborn. Nope. And obsessed, he threw. That was a. If we was doing the podcast back then, that was a bad year for Idris. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Two thousand ten, we got Legacy. No, the Losers. No, that was a failed uh, <laughs> comic book uh, franchise. It felt like that movie was trying to mock something. I don't know. That sucked. 
uh, Takers. No. Then the next year, 2011, Thor. Okay. We're like, ah, Idris. Then the following year, 2012, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. No. That's right. That did come out after. Yeah, it was pathetic. Also, that same year, Prometheus. 2013, he had a better year. Pacific Rim. Thor, The Dark World. Okay. Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom. I haven't seen that. Uh, The following year. He wants to, he wants to go backwards again. No good deed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, with cover. Taraji. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the gunman. The what? <laughs> oh the yeah, that movie that did. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Beasts of No Nation, Zootopia. Now he's in a little pocket because he's doing a lot of voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Zootopia. Great movie. Jungle Book. Oh, great movie. Finding Dory. <laughs> yep. That was, oh, yeah. That was the year he was Disney it up with those uh-huh. voice acting roles. But still, Day, 100 Streets, Star Trek Beyond. He did one, two, three, four, five. He had six movies come out in 2016. And then last year, he had The Dark Tower, mm. kind of Molly's Game, uh, The Mountain Between Us, and Thor Ragnarok. Idris. <laughs> Not if you too. didn't reek of cool, <laughs> <laughs> there'd be some problems because you ain't spatting out that quality that it may seem like on the outside. But then he has a movie coming out this year that he directed, starring mm. a whole lot of people I've never heard of. Probably a bunch of black people, uh, British people, black Brits. <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, no manner. What's this TV show game like? We know who's at hits. Luther, a bunch of Luthers. Luther in a office and the wires. <laughs> yep, the Luther, Luthers in the wire. <laughs> All right, so okay, he's a talented. Uh, okay, he TV show, yeah, TV show, and select movies here and there. <laughs> Dang, he just uh, trying to make me down you. And he was on Macklemore's album in 2016. So not only did he do six movies, he's on Macklemore's album. Busy year, yikes! <laughs> but with all that said, Brian Taylor, sir. Yeah, you're you, punished. You are on punishment. Congratulations for getting the first punishment for 2018. <laughs> you're I'm going. I'm going to assume you will not be making another stop here because I haven't heard this name in forever. I think didn't he, either him or the other guy who directed uh, Spirit of Vengeance did the Vatican tapes with your boy Michael Pena, and that was Boo Boo. So that was like the only last time I ever remember reading something close to him, if that wasn't him. So hopefully. You can stay off this list yeah. again. <laughs> but yeah, so go sit in the corner and worry about making your Marvel movies good, sir. If you get to make any more movies. Right. You can maybe you can attempt a Netflix series if you want. Yeah, go hang out with uh, Max Landis. <laughs> yeah, it's having his own little Hey Matt hey Max Landis just got his bright sequel greenlit. But not with him because <laughs> Okay, because he's in, yeah, he, he's in hot water. Very hot tub. Hot water. Hot tub. Bars. Time machine. Craig hey. Robinson. Oh, I didn't know he was uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Robinson, the cancel T V show on NBC. NBC, Will and Grace. Uh, Will and Grace is Will the gay one? Is he gay in real life? Will is not gay in real life, but he's gay on the show. How's he? How's <laughs> he not gay in real life? He's he a pl- great actor, though. Uh, he plays a straight gay. Uh, Jack, 
is gay in real life and the super gay on the show. Okay. They had a very funny joke on, I think it was the last episode. Who, what guy was it that they were, ah, it's going to hurt my head thinking about it, but there was some guy that they were, oh yeah, because you, know, you don't watch Riverdale. But they would say, <laughs> Will made a joke to uh, Jack about Riverdale getting canceled. <laughs> and Jack about flipped his leg because of Archie. He said something nasty about Archie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's our first punishment of the year. Hopefully we don't hear his name again. Hopefully he won't be a, a, a old Ansel or a Universal Pitchers who are the top uh, year vote getters yeah. for punishment. All right. So... Have we decided, are we going to continue the Rotten Tomatoes game? I did not even take a second to even think about it. <laughs> the only thing, I took a quick second, because uh, I couldn't really come up with anything besides, like, like guessing, like, box office rankings or numbers or something like that, but that was about it, but I couldn't get, like, any details with it. We might as well just keep it going and let, until give give us another week or two to decide, but keep going with this. All right, so I guess that means we're going to resolve Insidious the Last Key. So if I go on, if I exit out of this Cavs game for a second and turn or go to Rotten Tomatoes, right now Insidious is sitting at a grand 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. I gave it a 25%. Oh, I gave it a 30. <laughs> you gave it a 37. Lord, I was going to be <laughs> nice. Giving uh, giving me the victory here. I was hoping you was right because I wanted that I wanted that movie to do good. But when you come out in January, it really don't look too good for you. But they couldn't even get to the thirties, which is sad. Yikes! But hey, it made a uh, twenty nine point six million dollars in its first weekend, moving Star Wars down to number three. Star Wars, a movie that did bad in China. <laughs> so that's you know take that as you may. All right, the next movie. Oh, we got a good one for this week. We can do Paddington 2 because that is sitting at a well worth it 100% right now with, (laughs) and it just got one review. It's got like 72 reviews up, all of them positive. (laughs) Hey, the uh, movie critics is on one already this year. I'm laughing because that's funny, but I'm not laughing because I'm surprised because Paddington was a very underrated movie. The bear with the marmalade in his hat. Movie is that movie was enjoyable. That's why see that movie. That's why I bought it on Blu-ray. That's why I can't (laughs) wait to go see Paddington Two this weekend. But anywho, that is Frank. Crazy Frank, the entertainer from (laughs) from, (laughs) probably still lives with his mom. Uh, Was that on that website? Uh huh. They had all of them. We gotta have the Ray J for the love of Ray J marathon. That's crazy. It has been found. Why they have still got that season of making a band? Oh yeah, we got all of them. Yeah, I was mad they didn't have making a band there. I checked. Not even the old time one. I want to know where MTV did with those shows. Now we know what VH1 did with theirs. Yeah, they put it to this unknown Netflix knockoff. Where did MTV do with theirs? Where's the paper? Where's (laughs) made? Where's Where's diary? Woo. Where yeah. is the making the bands? You may know, but you have no, no idea. idea. Hey, right. following your cel- well, they don't need diary now because you can follow your celebrity on Instagram. But why don't they do stuff like Made no more? Made was a good program. Get to see a nerd become mm-hmm. a rapper. 
Become a ladies man. They be trying to bring back Sweet Sixteen every once in a while. <laughs> like anybody cares. Mm. All right. So the movie for this week, it's a good one. It's not Paddington Two. Okay. It's not The Post. Okay. It's not even the fifty-eight percent the commuter starring a uh, recently action star retired Liam Neeson. <laughs> this is proud. Atomic Blonde Black Mary. Atomic Black. There's <laughs> <laughs> a Proud Mary starring okay. Taraji P. <sighs> right. What are you giving Proud Mary? You gotta really think. This is a toughie. Uh, this ain't just... No, I can't go with that first number I was in my head because that was very low. <laughs> Let me, I don't know. I may have to do like some research. Let me pull, pull some information up. Oh, while you're looking at that, I just want to let y'all know that I did decide on the the movie that I chose for being a Rotten Tomatoes champion for 2016. <laughs> I selected uh, Enemy by uh, oh, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, one of the greatest movies of all time. If you ain't check it out, go watch it and get your head rattling. Get prepared to do some homework after you watch it, though. This movie is directed by Babak Najif Najifi. What has he directed? That. What has he? Oh, he directed London Has Fallen. That gave him a twenty five percent. Man, I just made me think. That I just put my number down. It seemed too high. While you looking up yours, I'm about to give mine. It's like you said, this one was tough. So what are you doing when it's tough? Right down the middle at fifty <laughs> percent. Which I know when it comes back, that's going to be extremely high. See when this come out this weekend, mm-hmm. and it's not rated yet, and it's a January movie, and it's starring Taraji P Henson, who don't look like an action star. My action movie, I'm going 27. percent I gotta, that, but I also got a feeling it was either 27 or 60. I got I, some sort of feeling, but I'm going 27. I hope it's a surprise because my 50 feels extremely high yeah, right I, now. I gotta go 27. So, all right, so you're going with 27%. Yep. I'm going Proud with Mary. 50% for Proud Mary. It's not every, not often where we get one we got such a large gap. <laughs> I'm waiting till we get one where one of us say like the 10 90, yeah. and the other one says like 90 or something. That would be crazy. <laughs> that means that is a very <laughs> divisive movie, but we'll may, maybe one day. But um, all right, so Proud Mary, I gave 50%. You gave 27%. We will see next week most likely if – or who takes the victory at that if we continue the game. And uh, we got some Blu-rays for this week. Dang, oh, I'd be forgetting about this segment. Me too. I think Blue- I, I just literally <laughs> remembered it as I was speaking. I only forget now because um, Rotten Tomatoes decided to change the app where it is unreasonable now. All right, for this, there's no movie? Oh, come on. This week we have American Maid, starring Tom Cruise. Hold on, hold on. That's not this week. Oh, wait. Did we do that last week? Yeah, we did that last week, I think, because Battle of the Sexes. Yeah, we did that last week. All right, so this week is... Hold on. FS1 is really... They're uh, priming to take over ESPN, because that show with um, Chris Carter and the other dude... Uh, knockoff, uh, another knockoff first take. <laughs> All right, this week we got it. 
I said I'll put that as a must own. I gotta go buy that. I really like when you look at it on my rankings, which will come out in the future. It's not as high as where my enthusiasm for the movie is, but it's, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's just really it is actually a great movie. Pennywise was a great villain. I just it's the ending of the movie that kills me. But hey, that's what the book had. But just the movie was a great villain, entertaining group of kids. Uh, you have I thought it was directed it very well looked it looked great one of the more better looking horror movies that I've seen in a while and it just killed it so I'll put that as a must on did you see The Foreigner starring Jackie Chan I have not that's on my list of movies to you know find and watch as I'm at work um, the only other movie is November Criminals starring Ansel and Chloe Grace Moretz they teamed up again? Carrie wasn't enough? Yeah, they had to run it back with this heist movie where I was like, nah, I'm going to ignore that. Ain't yeah, I don't want to watch this movie. I haven't seen it. I don't want to watch it because I don't want it to be whack. Oh, you got which the I My know. Little Pony movie. You got Marshall. Why do they put these in order of famous? Yeah, Marshall was good. I would put uh, this is the type of movies I really don't want on. But <laughs> it, in the fact that it was more of a, what's his name? Josh Gad movie than it was a yeah, Chat with Bozeman movie. Good. That was weird, <laughs> but it was still a entertaining movie. So I would put that as a my rent. All right, and that's it for this week. All righty then. What movie are you planning on seeing? Uh, my movie schedule was all jacked up. But if I see, if I got to see one of these new joints, well, I'm about to double back and see like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm double back and see like a... Uh, I showed you how black that movie was. They called their new videos <laughs> New Joints. <laughs> <laughs> See, like maybe like Molly's Game. Even though there's a theater here that is falling apart because they are not getting the, all the movies anymore. Yikes. And I don't like that. So I, I'll see something. Who knows what I'll see. <laughs> all right, me, I said it earlier. Your boy seen Paddington too. That's a fact. <laughs> I might even mess around and see something else because guess who got their movie pass working? <laughs> I went in to see uh, Insidious. I brought the card just in case, knowing or thinking it wasn't going to work. Gave it to the guy like, yo, this ain't going to work. You just try it. Just, you know, whatever. But I had my credit card already to pay for it. It went through. Then I actually got a hold of somebody. They took that other card out of uh, the old card off my account. So there shouldn't be any more problems. But I'm about to light movie pass up and see mad movies. Stuff from I'm talking or from last year. I'm talking uh Father Figures. I'm talking Daddy's <laughs> Home too. Bunch of movies you should have been forgot about. And I'm gonna see some good ones like The Shape of Water. Uh now I ain't see a downsizing because I can see that whenever I want. Um but yeah. But I am seeing Paddington too. I do wanna see the commuter, and I do wanna see Proud Mary. But that's literally the ranking I'm going to put it in. Paddington 2, <laughs> The Commuter, and then Proud, Proud Mary. Mary. All right. Well, Bad, man, you know, this has been another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, whatchamacallit. I am your boy, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens, a.k.a. Robert Balmain Jr. I'm Young Denzel. I'm a uh, Peter Party Starter. I'm, uh, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm Belly Rowland. I'm Nate Ewine. I'm Ben Nathlessberger. I'm Nantonio Brown. It's time. We got to get revenge on Jacksonville for destroying us earlier this season. I did not want to play them, 
I was <laughs> I was really hoping that somehow we was able to play Tennessee. Or, uh, yeah, cause I was hoping Buffalo pulled the rabbit out they hat, but they weren't able to because yeah. they suck. It don't matter because we all know who's going to the Super Bowl and taking it. I would love to see a Super Bowl with the Saints and the Steelers, <laughs> two old quarterbacks uh-huh. battling it out <laughs> so we can make y'all go home crying like a bunch of sissies. Uh, Dang. Not this, not this Drew Brees. That's unstoppable. But uh, who else? I am Antonio Brown who coming back. Nathan. Theon? Nope, that's a made up name. Navion Bell, because all these other names <laughs> <Navion>. are real. <laughs> Who else I am? I'm no longer nor the god of summer because it's too cold outside to even be playing them games. Um, it's Joaquin Pennysworth, a.k.a. Pusha K, a.k.a. Kayanya Van Zant, a.k.a. Kai Dallasign, a.k.a. Booking Agent K, a.k.a. Terry Hightower, a.k.a. Chevy K, a.k.a. Station Wagon K, a.k.a. Cool Breeze, a.k.a. Thug Appetite, a.k.a. The Hibachi Chef, Neon Ember, Sweet lady, Whoa, would, would you, you be, be my sweet love for love for love for sweet lady? Would you be mine, my sweet love for a lifetime? And I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. You like a letter, huh? <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm, all, I'm also man of the woods too. So. What was I about to say? All right, come on, come back to your brain. Go get filthy with Justin Timberlake on iTunes. What was on? Go get a chloroseptic remix on iTunes and Spotify. Oh, well, that's never gonna come. Oh yeah, last week I said I would have that music podcast up, and I lied. <laughs> Maybe that'll be up this week, next week. I'll get around to it, just like I just now played that clip that was recorded <laughs> the top of last month, yeah. literally a whole month ago. Ain't nobody say anything about getting a New Year's resolution to get stuff done quicker. Yeah, I didn't make. I don't make New Year's resolutions because you can start your new. You can start a resolution at any point, any day, and just get it started. Like if you say you gonna go start going to the gym at the top of the year, you can go uh, September. You could October, November for prolongers like me. If you say that you gives go, me a that gives me a <laughs> destination point to <laughs> to be lazy up until. <laughs> but then what happens every time? Some obstacles come in the way when the top of the year hits, <laughs> and you can't go to the gym. Uh, but um, dang, this is a kind of long episode. Two hours. This is like hour fifty right now. Damn, we we starting the year on with these these teeter on two hours, but yeah, uh, it's the new environment. Yeah, but uh, before this actually hits two hours, got to end this off with a, yeah, do you spin? Usher. That was whack. <laughs> <laughs>